Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Today, for Song of the Soul, we're heading out to Philadelphia, PA, for a visit with Rabbi Marsha Prager. I took a week-long workshop from Marsha back in 1992 that opened my eyes to at least a sliver of the riches available via the Jewish faith. Marsha is married to Hassan Jack Kessler, the Jewish cantor who was my guest for Song of the Soul a few weeks ago. He's not the only musical talent in the family, however, as Marsha Prager is rich and vibrant on the musical plane as elsewhere, a gift that she shares with great impact in her teachings. She joins us today from her office in Philadelphia. Marsha, I'm overjoyed to have you here today for Song of the Soul. And I am delighted to be with you. What's going on in your life? It's been some time since I've seen you, a long time, about 15 years. How are you doing? I am doing very well, having very excitedly and happily just returned from leading a week-long retreat at Elat Chaim, Isabella Friedman, which is a Jewish spiritual retreat center near Hartford, Connecticut. For a week, I and the 50 other participants and my co-leaders sing and pray and praise and dance and exult and cry and hug together. It's quite a festival of God-filled exuberance. Sounds wonderful. I assume this is all Jewish. Is there anybody there who's not Jewish who can participate? It's a practicum that is specifically designed for leaders of Jewish prayer. However, so many of the skills that we teach would be applicable to the prayer leadership in any context, 
that I think we would very interestedly welcome a non-Jewish prayer leader who wanted to join us. You are part of a congregation there in Philadelphia called Pnei Or. Are you called the rabbi for this, or because you use a different organizational strategy for your group, what is your post called? Well, I am the rabbi of Pnei Or, the Jewish Renewal Congregation in Philadelphia. But you are quite right in that Pnei Or is an unusual congregation in which, in a highly democratized way, spiritual leadership is participatory. Members have many different gifts and talents, all of which are cultivated, and everyone has an opportunity to give of his or her spiritual gifts to the community in many different ways. And so while I'm the rabbi and the rebbe, meaning that I offer spiritual guidance and direction to the community, along with teaching and a variety of leadership capabilities, (laughs) there are many others who offer their spiritual gifts as well. What's the relation between Pnei Or and Aleph at the Alliance for Jewish Renewal? As I mentioned, Pnei Or is a Jewish Renewal congregation, and we are members of Aleph Alliance for Jewish Renewal, which is the umbrella organization for a variety of different exciting Jewish renewal programs and projects, many small congregations and even some larger congregations throughout the United States, Canada, Europe, and Israel are also members of Aleph as congregations. Some of those congregations are also members of other denominations in the spectrum of Jewish denominational life, conservative, reform, reconstructionist congregations, because Aleph is not a denomination, it's a phenomenon. Jewish renewal is a phenomenon that is emerging in many different styles and places throughout the countries in which Jewish communities are seeking spiritual revitalization. So Pneor is a member community of Aleph. Do you have a particular post with Aleph? I do. I serve Aleph in a number of capacities directly, in addition to being the rabbi of the Pneor congregation. I'm the director and dean of the Aleph Ordination Programs. The Aleph Ordination Programs comprise a cantorial and rabbinic pastor program training rabbis, cantors, and rabbinic pastors for Jewish spiritual leadership and the spectrum of Jewish organizations that are available in the Jewish world. So I've been bringing this up because I thought it was valuable background as we start going into your Song of the Soul, Marsha. My recollection is you're affiliated with or connected with somehow the actual denomination or branch of Judaism called Reconstructionist. Do I have that right? Indeed you do. I'm a graduate of the Reconstructionist Rabbinical College and a member of the Reconstructionist Rabbinical Association. And so I am in the spectrum of Reconstructionist rabbis, one of those who identifies very strongly with the phenomenon in Jewish life that transcends denominational affiliations that we call Jewish renewal. Well, the Jewish renewal stuff, the contact that I've had with it so far has been very exciting, and I hope it's a phenomenon that you know helps light up a lot of congregations with spirit, which is what I witnessed happening with it, which is, of course, why I also wanted to include you as my guest for Song of the Soul. Music plays a real big role in your life, and just a couple weeks ago I interviewed your husband, Jack Kessler, who's Hassan. Music is a big part of worship, a very big part of, I think, Jewish worship. Is that true across all of the different denominations and certainly within Aleph? 
Music has always played a prominent role in Jewish prayer and practice since the beginning of time, from the days in the Beis HaMikdash in the temple, in which Jewish prayer and practice featured a 250-voice Levitical choir and full orchestra of lyre and lute and trumpet and drum. You can read about that in the Psalms, for many of the Psalms begin with instructions to the choir leader. Since the early days of the temple, and no doubt before that, we have descriptions only of the music and the style of music that was performed as part of the prayer practice of the temple. But since those days, for all of these many centuries, music has always been foundational to Jewish prayer and also to Jewish learning. Torah itself is a song, and all of the other books of prophets and writings are also songs. Does this mean that a Jewish rabbi cannot be tone deaf if you were? I mean, it just wouldn't work? Not at all, because if you are not a singer, there are others who are. Spiritual leadership is collaborative. There is a distribution of gifts in the population, and all those gifts come into community. Part of the gift that you share so beautifully is not only are you married to a cantor, you are just a wonderful singer, and of course the music that you've chosen for today's Song of the Soul includes your voice as well as voices of some other folks. you want to get us started on your Song of the Soul, on the music you've selected? Very happily. Perhaps we would begin with candlelighting on Friday night. Before we, I actually play the track that you've given me, Sometimes it seems to me that really, even though Shabbat is the end of the week, it feels like a real beginning. I mean, it feels like a start. Can you explain a little bit about the Sabbath from the Jewish point of view? Because I think Christians have largely lost the idea of what the Sabbath is about. In the Jewish week, Shabbat is less the culmination of the week than the peak experience of the week. In stepping aside from the physical world of doing and making, controlling and manipulating, we step into the world of the soul. Shabbat is not a time of no work. It is a time of soul work. Hopefully the work that we do in the world, informed by our experience of Shabbat, will be more holy and more wholesome, less frenetic, less driven, more compassionate, more socially and ecologically responsible. Tell me about this cut that we're listening to. It mentions that it's a training tape. Who is this training tape designated for? Who is it made for? It was made initially for those who would come to prayer gatherings in my community so that they could learn the songs and prayers in between our gatherings and also for their own personal use at home. We're going to listen to it now. It's Kabbalat Shabbat, blessing for lighting of the Sabbath candles, and this here shared with us by Marsha Prager, my guest for today's Song of the Soul. Welcome to the Pene Or Kabbalat Shabbat learning tape. I'm Rabbi Marsha Prager. With me is Chazan Jack Kessler. Lighting Shabbos candles. Candles are traditionally lit in the home before sundown, just as the sky is turning pink with the promise of the coming sunset that marks the moment of our passage into the next day. When we enter Shabbos, we enter creation's culmination and perfection. On this, the seventh day, 
the process of divine unfolding in the realm of the physical is completed and a final crowning stage begins. This is the time of the realm of the spirit, the ensouling of the world. We learn in Torah, Uvayom hashvi'i shavat vayinafash, and on the seventh day, the Holy One of Blessing made Shabbos and sold the world. Thus, as we enter Shabbos, we step aside from the physical world of doing and making, of controlling and manipulating, into the world of the soul. Shabbos is not a time of no work. Rather, it is our time of soul work. We light the candles, covering our eyes, shielding them from the light, and sing the bracha. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam asher kidshanu b'mitzvotav v'tihivanu lehadlikner shel shabbat That was Kabbalat Shabbat. Marsha Prager sharing with us here today for Song of the Soul. Marsha, I'm a little bit unclear. I certainly have heard Shabbos and Shabbat, and of course in English we say Sabbath. Is there a particular rule, way, guidance for when uses one and when one uses another? I have to begin with a historical observation, which is that for centuries Jewish communities have been dispersed in Western lands and Eastern lands and that throughout the many centuries of Jewish dispersion, Hebrew has remained our people's unifying sacred language. However, the pronunciation of Hebrew began to vary regionally. The way that we pronounced Hebrew over the many centuries was influenced by the rhythms and inflections of the surrounding languages. As you know, Hebrew was blended into medieval German to produce Yiddish, Hebrew was blended into medieval Castilian Spanish to produce Ladino. And Hebrew was also blended into Arabic to produce Judeo-Arabic. The pronunciation of Hebrew words that we use will sometimes reflect these regional variations. So, for instance, the pronunciation of Shabbat will sometimes reflect the Eastern European Yiddish-speaking background of many of us who are in our communities. American Jews, for instance, sometimes pronounce the more formal Shabbat in a Yiddish-influenced way, and it becomes Shabbos. So sometimes we'll greet each other Shabbat Shalom as modern Israelis do, but sometimes we'll slide into a familiar and homey Good Shabbos, greeting each other as some of our Yiddish-speaking grandparents or great-parents may have. Both are wonderful. Neither is more correct. The language is very important. You've taught me a little bit in the past about Kabbalah and the mystic significations of words, numeric values connected with them. 
Is it impossible to separate the Jewish religion from the Hebrew language? I grew up Catholic, for instance, and I grew up at the point when they had Latin Mass, and a lot of people were very uncomfortable when they switched from the Latin Mass to English, felt like they were losing the mysticism. How much of the mysticism, the meaning, is in the language itself? Hebrew is a very ancient and rich language saturated with spiritual meaning. It is a non-Western language and often defies easy translation into English. That does not mean that translation cannot be wonderful and helpful, but often a single Hebrew word requires a paragraph of English explanation in order to begin to translate its many layers of nuanced meaning. This was one of the motivations for my writing the book that I wrote called Path of Blessing, which is a 250-page book on the six opening words of a Hebrew blessing, words that are often, even for a Hebrew speaker, rattled off quickly. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, often very poorly translated as, Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the Universe but which, even in 250 pages, could not be completely mined for the depth of spiritual wisdom in those words. And yet I invite your listeners who are intrigued by the wealth of meaning in Hebrew language to read my book, Path of Blessings. And I think they can find it if they go to a website or two, or can they just go out to Amazon and find Path of Blessings? You can find Path of Blessings on any online bookseller and hopefully even in your local bookstore, which I encourage you to ask for. Support your local bookstores and ask them to order for you the books that you hope to read. And of course, they're going to ask for Path of Blessings by Marsha Prager, who is my guest today for Song of the Soul. And speaking of Songs of the Soul, would you care to share with us another song from your wealth of music that you share with the world? When we greet Shabbos on Friday night, we greet the Shabbos bride, the Shabbos queen, the feminine face of the divine, who is accompanied by a retinue of angels. Several of the songs with which we welcome Shabbat are songs of welcoming the Shabbos angels. The English word angel comes from the Greek, which comes directly as a translation from the Hebrew, malach, which means divine servant messenger. We sing Shalom Aleichem, Malachi Hasharit, welcome among us ministering angels, messengers of the Most High, the Supreme Holy One, blessed be. This melody by Rabbi Shlomo Karlebach is what we will hear next. In the name, the name of God, God of Israel.
That's from the traditional text for bedtime prayers invoking four angels in the Shekinah. And it's done here by Marsha Prager and her husband, Hassan Jack Kessler. Marsha is my guest today for Song of the Soul. And that track, again, that was part of what you've prepared for people who are looking to maintain and maybe be part of the presentation at Panay Or and elsewhere of the services that you have there, correct? These recordings were made initially for members of my community, but increasingly these recordings have traveled beyond my community into the larger Jewish and non-Jewish world for anyone who wishes a spiritual infusion on Friday night to enter the music and language of Kabbalah Shabbat and the Jewish prayers for entering the Sabbath. That raises a question. I don't usually think of Judaism as a very evangelical religion. That is to say, it's more typical, I think, that you've just been born into it. Could you talk about the relation of Judaism and evangelism? Is it okay to become a Jew? What are the limits or possibilities there? Judaism as a faith path has always been welcoming to everyone and anyone who wishes to come as a seeker, to explore this path of relationship with God as that imminent reality that sources and suffuses all of creation. That said, in the context of Jewish communities in the Christian world of medieval Europe, it is important to understand that conversion to Judaism in medieval Europe was a capital crime. In a context in which Judaism was a minority tradition under strict instructions not to reach out in any way, and in which reaching out in any way was dangerous, Judaism certainly was not going to evangelize. Evangelizing, the word itself, is not a word that one uses much in the Jewish world because from a Jewish perspective, there are many different ways to be in relationship with God. The Jewish spiritual toolbox is not the only way. Judaism offers some very powerful spiritual technologies, but it's not for everyone. And so the combination of historical experience and a deeply held belief that you do not need to be a Jew in order to be saved or have a complete relationship with God, combine to create an environment in which throngs of Jews are not out there trying to convince others that ours is the only way. And yet for those who are seekers and who are inclined to explore the Jewish path, our door is wide open. Is there a different emphasis in terms of outreach and how wide open the doors are, how big the invitation is, by different paths? I mean, you're part of Aleph for Jewish renewal. Does that also emphasize shining the light so that other people might know that the toolkit is there to draw on? Well, Aleph Alliance for Jewish Renewal is a national organization that came into existence to develop, encourage, promote Jewish renewal projects and communities globally. But Jewish renewal itself as a phenomenon is really maximalist about Judaism, meaning that Jewish spiritual practice is undertaken and taught joyously. Jewish values are applied in many down-to-earth life dimensions food, money, sex, health, politics, etc., and not just restricted to prayer or holidays or Torah study. 
We seek to heal the earth and society through peace and justice, ecological wholeness. We seek to heal the brokenness in the world and in our souls. These are qualities that anyone might relate to. And so, not surprisingly, many seekers who look for ways to embody spiritual wisdom and personally sense God suffusing the world with divinity find their way to Jewish renewal. Again, a very good way of doing that, of sharing that, and as you say, it permeates throughout Jewish practice, is through music. And the music that you share, in my experience, is amongst the richest. You care to bless us with some more of it? Absolutely. What might you like to listen to next? Well, as you know, I am an international folk dancer, and Israeli dance is at the top of my list, and quite definitely my favorite. So there's a song that I know a dance to called Yedid Nefesh. That's how I learned how to say it. I think you've got a selection that bears the same name. I don't think it's the same tune as what I've danced to, but it definitely calls to my soul. Yedid Nefesh is a Hebrew text that was penned by Rabbi Eliezer Azikri in the 16th century. It's been with us a long time. Not surprisingly, as a mystical Kabbalah Shabbat text, it has attracted many different melodies, including the very danceable melody that you dance to when you do Israeli dancing. There are waltzes and gentle melodies that are like sliding into a warm bath, and there were upbeat melodies that quicken the spirit and enliven the soul. There have been many different translations. In this selection, I sing an English translation written by my beloved Rebbe and teacher, Rabbi Zalman Shakhtar Shalomi. He was a pioneer in penning poetic English translations of Hebrew prayers that follow the cadence of the Hebrew so that they can be sung to the same melodies, allowing the davener, the one who is praying, to weave back and forth between the Hebrew and the English in the same melody. Let's listen. Oh, <laughs> 
that was Yadid Nefesh, and I'm not sure I pronounced that correct, but you know, if I hang around with you long enough, Marsha, I think my Hebrew will get really decent. Do you teach Hebrew? What do you do in your work week? What do I do in my work week? I teach many classes. I counsel students. I do spiritual direction, which in Hebrew is called hashba'ah, meaning helping a person to discern how the divine shefa, the divine flow, the divine abundance is working in his or her life. I direct the rabbinic cantorial and rabbinic pastor program that has 80 students in Canada and the United States and Europe and Israel and even Australia. I am the rabbi and rebbe of a local congregation. I am an artist and a storyteller. And like you, I love to dance. I help my husband create new music for Jewish prayer, an area of his particular love and expertise. And I run the davening leadership training program about which we spoke earlier that brings retreatants to four weeks over two years infusion in the high art of leadership of Jewish prayer. I have a busy life. And still you stay to the discipline of taking your Shabbat off. You take that time away from worldly matters. Uh, what kind of rules, uh, what kind of guidance do you use on that day? I mean, some people won't ride in a car on that day, I think. I think different people have found different answers to exactly where the line is. I live my life inside the rhythms and cadence of Jewish spiritual practice, which is a daily practice, a weekly practice, a practice that follows the cycles of the seasons and the year, and a practice that informs how we are born, how we live, and even how we die. Shabbat is one aspect of the weekly rhythm of Jewish practice, a time to step out of workday concerns, material concerns, and focus on the soul work that is necessary in life in order to have the time and the space to really do 26 hours of soul work for the hours of Shabbos. My computer goes off. I don't talk about commerce or the nitty-gritty of, of working. When I enter Shabbat with my community and my family as a spiritual practice, I let go of doing and making. I enter the world of the soul. Which is a far too infrequent practice, I think. Our cultural tendency is to try and grab every minute and program it for so-called productive work. It's really got to be working against the grain of American society. I do that as a Quaker, just to go into silence is for many people very threatening. To take 26 hours, as you say, for Shabbat, that really requires a strong spiritual force to find that renewal, of course. Recently, I got an email promoting a campaign in which, for one day, Americans would not use money. I chuckled. Imagine that, Americans not using money for an entire day. Why, I do that one day a week. I do not buy. I do not sell. I disengage from commercial life. I walk. I smell the flowers. I tromp in the snow. So, Marsha, where next for Song of the Soul today? The delicious sweetness of Shabbos rest is most beautifully articulated by Panina Edelman in her gorgeous melody, inviting us to find rest nestled in the comforting wings of the Divine Presence herself. Panina Edelman has taken the 
rabbinic image of Shekhinah's wings and crafted a new liturgical expression for that theme. Va'anu matzanu menucha, and we, we have found menucha, we have found rest. Tachat kanfei ha-shekhinah, wrapped in the wings of Shekhinah. Let's listen. today's guest for Song of the Soul, Marsha Prager, sharing music from Panina Edelman. We have found rest beneath the wings of the Shekinah. And I hope I do a decent pronunciation on that. I really would like to be able to pronounce Hebrew well. It probably takes years to get really good. Were you raised uh, fluently? Uh, you know, I mean, by the time that you had your bat mitzvah, were you already relatively fluent in Hebrew? I grew up in a Yiddish-speaking family, not a Hebrew-fluent family. And we were members of an Orthodox synagogue in which girls did not have a bat mitzvah celebration in those days. I learned Hebrew later in life in order to travel in Israel and in order to understand the liturgy, which was a deep longing of my heart, and then in order to engage in the complex studies required in rabbinic training. As I've mentioned earlier, I ran into you some 16 years ago or 17 years ago, or that's when I first met you. You were sharing at a Quaker gathering, a national Quaker gathering, and I've seen since, I've seen that you've done workshops at Pendle Hill, the Quaker study center near Philadelphia where you're located. Do you do outreach to a lot of people to share this? I mean, I feel especially privileged having had that week-long workshop with you. 
how many other people have that ease and opportunity of getting that Jewish toolbox that you share with others? And I feel privileged to have been invited to share Jewish faith and practice in many different religious contexts. In fact, next week I will be teaching a weekend workshop at Calling Lakes Retreat Center in Fort Capel, Canada, a retreat center run by the United Church of Canada. I will be teaching a retreat on Avraham as a model of spiritual seeker. Well, we've got just a little bit of time left. Can you give us one more composition, one more song, one more jewel to share in this Song of the Soul? With pleasure. When we call the community to prayer on Friday night, the first communal prayer is a blessing, praising the Holy One of Blessing as that power who blends the light of evening. In the Jewish calendar, transitions in time are always marked by natural, observable events. New months, for instance, are literally new moons. The new day begins, not in an abstract time while we sleep, but at the event of sunset. We see this awareness reflected in the Torah account of creation. After all of the songs and warm-ups of Kabbalat Shabbat, the first communal prayer in the evening service is a blessing praising God for the cycles of light and for the sunset which marks the entrance into the new day. Ma'ariv Aravim is the name of this blessing. This English interpretive translation of the Hebrew prayer, Ma'ariv, was written by my colleague and friend, Rabbi Lynn Gottlieb, and set to music by myself and my husband, Chazen Jack. Out of deep center, night passes through, gates open, seasons change, stars swirl on their eternal pathways through the light. Light to dark to light spins the glorious heavenly array. This too is the name of Yah, living and eternal until the end of time. A fountain of blessings are you, endless Blends the light of evening. That was Ma'ariv by Marsha Prager and her husband, Hassan Jack Kessler. The words put together by Rabbi Lynn Gottlieb. Oh, Marsha, there's so much more that you could share. You've mentioned a couple times that you're going out of Philadelphia to other places. We should tell people that they can probably track you down via a website. I think you have your own, which is under work right now, but Panay Or in Philadelphia, panayor-phila.org is the place to find you. And if people have trouble spelling Panay Or, they can go to my site, Northern Spirit Radio, .org, and they'll find a link to Marsha. In fact, if you Google my name, you will probably be able to locate where I am teaching next because most of the retreat centers where I would be teaching would put their own 
promotional materials up on their websites as well. So you can go looking for Marcia, that is Marcia, if you're spelling it phonetically, Marcia Prager, P-R-A-G-E-R. And again, you can check her out via my site. Marcia, as always, it's a gift speaking with you, hearing your music, hearing your words. Thanks for joining me for Song of the Soul. And thank you for inviting me. Many blessings to you and to all the listeners. That was Rabbi Marsha Prager, today's Song of the Soul guest, joining us from Philadelphia. Remember to visit northernspiritradio.org. Also, to hear the Song of the Soul, visit with her husband, Jack Kessler, including the amazing music he does with Atzilut, a Jewish-Arabic collaboration, and with Klingon Klezmer, a music extravaganza that defies definition and limits. Jack concluded his Song of the Soul interview with a composition of the second group he directs, Klingon Klezmer, and the piece is called The Odessa Havana Trolley. Unfortunately, due to time constraints, I had to truncate that last song, but since Marcia has been generous and left us a little extra time, I'm going to play the full version of the song here. The Odessa Havana Trolley by Klingon Klezmer, a little ersatz Jewish Caribbean world music. Tickets, everyone, please. This is the Odessa Havana Trolley.
was the Odessa Havana Trolley by Klingon Klezmer, led by Jack Kessler, husband of today's Song of the Soul guest, Rabbi Marsha Prager. Find links to both on northernspiritradio.org. And since we are blessed with a little more time, here's a tune by the other group Jack leads. The group is Atzilut, and the song is Malka Kadisha. Ah, 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 ah,
Theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy.